Well, what is up, the Make Podcast? It's your friend Trevor Devage hanging out with my narcoleptic friend Dylan Mitchell. It's early and it's raining. No, I I got <laughs> I got to tell you this story as we start today. So, in Tucson today, it is unseasonably cold and rainy, and uh, we're getting some of that West Coast weather that came off the Pacific and is dumping snow in California and all that kind of stuff and. So I come in the studio this morning and I mean, it's, I mean, it's 10 o'clock in the morning and I roll in here about nine fifty, and coffee's made, lights are on, recording light out in the hallways mm-hmm. on. I brought Sonia, our assistant over to, to get her some coffee and we walk in and I looked and I thought you were on your phone because you were leaned up against the wall looking at it like away from us and you didn't budge. And I was like, man, he must be in a deep conversation. I walked around the table and <laughs> Dylan was asleep. <laughs> and when I say asleep, I... I did. I had a moment, and I know Melissa's going to hear this. Melissa, I seriously had a moment where I was like, I cannot believe right before Christmas I'm going to have to call his wife to give her the worst news she's ever going to get. Like, I I looked to see if you were breathing. Like, I said things. I set my phone down like like that, and you didn't <laughs> budge. And I, so I was like, I'm scared to touch him because I thought you might be cold. And I, I literally well, I am cold. I, well, you are cold, but not dead cold. And I so I reached over and slapped him on the leg. And bro, your face like I don't know how long you'd been out or how deep that sleep was, but you were in full <laughs> REM sleep, man. You came out of that like you were about to get murdered. And I've ne- I've just never like Sonia just kept looking at me like, is he dead? Like is he? And, uh, but now you're alive. You're here. Um, well, you almost had to deliver the the worst news ever today, and yesterday you you did the best news ever. Well, so well, I was almost poetic. about to do a weekend at Bernie's podcast. <laughs> is what I was about to do. I was, it was gonna. I mean, we got to get this thing done. I mean, it's like, I mean, next week we'll figure it I out. Mean, what's but... the next hour? I mean, uh, <laughs> they took him to like the Bahamas and stuff. I mean, I don't know how he he didn't get rigor mortis or anything in that movie or start to decay, but he made it for two movies too. I mean, that's yeah. Can you imagine on the podcast, like, hey, Dylan, what did you think about Sunday? I love it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's how our day started. Um, how are you, man? It's Monday. It's a, this is Clearly a different. I'm tired. Obviously, you didn't get enough sleep last night. No. Um, I, I don't. I don't understand, but dude, I, <laughs> Melissa, I need you to, I need you to send us and let us know, is he that hard to wake up all the time? Because that I'm t- when I tell you it was the most unbelievable thing oh, I've seen whenever I, so growing up in the South, like kind of kind of part, well, at least for definitely my early childhood, I lived in part of tornado alley. Oh yeah. I slept through tornadoes, tornado sirens, tornadoes, thunderstorms. It does. It takes a lot to wake. You me know, up. my girls never slept through tornado sirens cause they were freaked out as kids. Cause we lived in Dallas. Uh, but we had a house alarm at our house in Ohio and the, the siren was literally right by my daughter Ella's room. And there was a couple nights that thing went off at like 3 AM and Natalie, boom, out of bed. She's like, we're dying. I'm, you know, I'm out of bed. I'm grabbing anything I can to beat somebody in my house, you know? And, <laughs> uh, and Ella's just like, we'd have to go get her out of bed. I'm like, Hey fool. Like someone could have broken in somebody. You're the first bedroom when they come up the stairs too. So, I mean, you're the first one out like we're, <laughs> you know, uh, and I mean, but she'd sleep through it. I mean, she, she gets straight up. I, I don't get it. I've never been a heavy sleeper. I wish I could sleep heavy. Well, I don't know how you do that. I don't, I don't either. So, I mean, is it like that every morning for you? Waking up from like sleep, like 
Like waking up, like if I if I fall asleep, <laughs> supposed to waking up from what else? If I no 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 like like night sleep. If I wake up from a nap, like if I fall asleep on the couch after church yeah. and I wake up, then it's very similar to that. Um, like startled awake. So waking up in the morning is not like that. No, interesting. Because my alarm, like I have a routine. It's like my I don't need like sometimes my alarm will go off, but most of the time I'll get up before the alarm goes off because that's just when I wake up. Bro, you were so out though. Like how long have, how long were you in here? been here for an hour so i mean but i mean i mean the coffee's hot so you just made the coffee it couldn't be more than 15 minutes bro uh, wh- <laughs> listen y'all when i tell you he was out like, i'm i'm dumbfounded still like obviously we've spent four minutes and 45 seconds talking about this i'm so dumbfounded i, I mean i literally i did i had a split second of panic where i'm like Oh my god! You should have recorded it and put it on the Instagram. I th- I thought about it, but if you were actually dead, I didn't want that on my phone. Like I, I'm like this this would be horrible footage. To I'm, have. I'm like I, I'm like I don't want that. Um. So man, what do you got for us today? It's just you and I. We got no guests today. I mean, there's we're lonely. We're we're lonely in the podcast. We try to get Sonia to stay in here, and uh, she came and she she came and drank our coffee. Yeah, and left. She came and drank podcast coffee and left. Now, in her defense, she's provided a lot of podcast coffee it's for true. us. True. So, I mean, which we appreciate. We do, but we want you on the podcast. We do want you. on the I podcast. I feel like it would add a layer of chaos. Oh well, it would add a layer of something. Um, it, well, it, you're both eights on the enneagram, so that is true. We, <laughs> which basically is, I think we're jerks that'll take you to lunch later. <laughs> I think that's what that means. I'll make you cry, and then I'll offer to buy your lunch. Yeah, it's like okay, great meeting, guys. What do you want to do? <laughs> we're all decimated. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I thought it was a good conversation. Let's go have some lunch. Uh, that's why I've always joked that Sonia is like the best assistant for me because neither one of us have feelings. And so uh, we, we just talk and it's great. Um, so, man, what do you got for us today as we lean into this? Is By the way, this is the last episode of the podcast of this season. For this year. Um, for this year. And we'll start season two in January. Yep. Um, actually, it'll probably be the second week of January. Coming back January the 8th-ish. Let's, let's is that right? the calendar. Uh, well, I can do that. I mean, I got a laptop open right here. Yeah, we'll record on January 9th, so you'll be hearing us again on January 11th. So you're gonna, you guys know you're gonna have to go like a solid, I mean, almost a month without us. I mean, that's sad. That's a lot of people who are gonna miss us, and we're gonna uh, miss you. I mean, our moms are really gonna miss <laughs> us for the, <laughs> for the next three weeks. Hey, my dad um, listens too. All right, so so your dad, mom, and my mom, and Melissa. Uh, and Melissa, we're going to miss the four of y'all. Um, <laughs> hopefully you'll miss us too. Um, actually, I've really, I've really, this is probably where we ought to do a recap of the, of the year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's because I, I look back on the last year and what, a, I mean this year, and I, I feel like I say this every year, but this year really feels like it's just been lightning fast. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I, I don't understand how this year went this fast. I feel like it I feel like two months ago we were getting ready for Christmas at Pantano at the Tucson Convention Center. Yeah, and uh, I remember you guys doing that because we're a year I, away now. I was, I was on my my <laughs> chair in Ohio in the corner of my living room chat hosting for Christmas at the Tucson Convention Center, and you had a time delay too. I did, <laughs> I did. I had a time delay, and uh, I actually went to Christmas Eve service with my family in Ohio, came home, and still had time to hop on and do chat because the time change. And there was a time delay. So uh, there was all sorts of crazy fun stuff happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a crazy year, right? What, I mean, what's your most memorable, what, let's take it from a very churchy angle and say, what's your most memorable Sunday this year? Wow. That's hard. Because we've done a lot of really cool series. We've done 
Well, I mean, it, it's hard for me because there's there's a couple different really big markers for me. Like my my first Sunday preaching, I, I got to preach in the new auditorium. Yeah. Um, and so there was that weekend where we we kicked off the one word, but I also Glenn passed the baton. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable Sunday. Um, then there was Easter. Uh, which uh, many people don't know this. Let me tell you the humility of Glenn. Like um, in my head, I'm like, I'm flying back and forth 10 days a month ish, 10 to 12 days a month uh, from January to June this year. And I had this moment where I'm like, this is Glenn's last Easter. And so I called Glenn. I was like, Hey, I think you ought to preach Easter. Hmm. And he was like, Nope. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? No. And I'm like, <laughs> he goes, no. And I'm like, but it, man, this is your last Easter. I think you really ought to preach your last Easter as, um, he goes, I'm not the lead pastor here anymore. And I'm like, well, okay, that technically that's true. I'm like, but you're still there every day. You're preaching a lot. Uh, I'm like, I really think you ought to preach Easter. I, I said, I want to honor you that way. I want you to be able to preach your last Easter. Nope. Um, and he went, no. And I was like, okay, man, you're going to have to give me a better answer than like, then I was like, Hey, I'm the lead pastor of this church. And I think I'm telling you now, you know, I was, you have to do this. I was like, I'm joking with him. And he goes, no, let me tell you why he goes, I, that's one of the biggest Sundays of the year. And I need you to preach that Sunday to establish leadership. Mm. And I was like, well, dang it. When you put it that way, I guess I got <laughs> to preach Easter. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't want to. I just felt like I really, if I was in his shoes, I felt like I would want to preach that last, that last Easter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so it just speaks a lot to Glenn's heart because he, he just willingly gave that up. And you know um, what he didn't give up though? What's that? The t-shirt cannon. Oh, no, that was awesome. <laughs> what, a, what a great moment, which that was going to be my other Sunday. Our 60th anniversary as a church was in May, and um, and, and it was Glenn's send-off weekend. Yeah, and uh, and it, all Glenn wanted was to shoot was that t-shirt cannon. Was to shoot a t-shirt cannon, and <laughs> how awesome. I mean, it was so fun to watch. He looked so happy. He looked like a little kid. He was so excited, and uh, I, I was excited to see that, and then to be able to celebrate him. And, and Glenn's not one of those that likes fanfare made over him, uh, but uh, just the the years of ministry and service that Glenn gave, not just to Pantano, but to the kingdom um, for me. And now here we are almost a year later. And I look at what Glenn has done for me. I hope to do for somebody else some other time when I, when it's time for me to retire time. Well, he didn't retire. He said he didn't retire. Um, and he hasn't, he's actually working more, I think uh, <laughs> now than even before. Uh, but I, I hope when I get to the stage of transitioning out of this role, in into whatever God has next in life that I I do even half as good a job as Glenn has done. Mm. He's my biggest advocate, biggest support. Uh, like here's how I know. It's like it's one thing for him to do it to my face, but when I've got guys around the country call me and go, "Hey, I was with Glenn for this thing this week and then he's just speaking so well of you and Pantano." And I'm like, "He doesn't have to do that." Yeah. But he does. And uh like yesterday when he's in town, he's in church, he serves, he's on he's a greeter, like he works the room, which is just I love. And um he's gonna help with baptisms on uh Christmas That's Eve so and cool. Eve Eve and uh, Jolene serves in starting point with us, his wife, and I, I just love Glenn and Jolene. And when he's here, like yesterday, I, I walk down, he's sitting in the front row, I walk out for a couple songs at nine o'clock to worship and uh I get a big hug from Glenn and we sit there and worship together and it's just I think for me, like it's hard to pinpoint one Sunday, right? Because then I think of the first Sunday I got on stage here and I, my family was sitting in the front row and we didn't have to get on a plane and go anywhere. We just went home. Like that was a big Sunday for us. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's a different, that's a different feeling. Yeah. Because every weekend prior I got off stage and got on a plane. Yeah. Um, 
I walked off stage and got in a car with my family and drove home. You know, and that that was a special Sunday, uh, and I just think of all those. Like, I mean, we've we've now gone to uh, 350 baptisms since January, so every one of our baptism Sundays is super special to me. Um, seeing people give their life to Jesus never yeah. gets old. Um, we had ten more Friday night at the Rooted Celebration. We've got I don't know how many we've got scheduled already for Christmas Eve, Eve and Eve. But uh, I mean, we we could legitimately have 400 baptisms this year by the end of Christmas. That's, and like we say all the time, it's not about numbers, but those numbers do represent life change. And they, that's so, they represent people that have been transformed by Jesus. So in a way, it's about the number, but it's not about the number. Well, I'd like to remind our listeners, there is a book called Numbers. Like yeah. somebody took accounting of people. Uh, there's, there's a reason why in the book of Acts, we know 3,000 people were there at the day of Pentecost. Somebody counted. And said, that's crazy. Yeah. Let's like, write that down. Like, there, there's a re like, numbers matter. Like, I, I know uh, there's people in church world and outside of church world, they're like, oh, all churches care about is numbers. Well, in some regards, I don't disagree fully with that statement because every number is a life that needs to be changed. And every life that is changed and transformed can transform another life, which starts as one more. Like, we use a number all the time around here. You're one. We talk about your one. Um, one is a number, in case you're keeping track at home. It's not a letter. Um, and, and we keep track of those ones because every one of those ones adds up to a lot of ones that have been transformed. And so, um, I, I just like, it's not the only metric. The only metric in my life is not numbers, but man, when I start thinking about things like baptism and we've seen almost, well, we've seen 350 people baptized and maybe 400 by the end of the year. That's a that's a huge deal. Well, and like that's like that's a direct tie in to the whole point of this podcast, right? Like those numbers represent kingdom growth and right. the great commission of going making and making and disciples. And and that's like I I numbers matter. Yeah. But numbers aren't not not numbers for numbers' sake. Right. Like we don't want to just pack out a building with people who No, I I mean I've said that before. Like I can get numbers. Yeah. If I hand out hundred dollar bills at the door on Sunday, I can get people to show up. But numbers for life change. Numbers for life change are different. Yep. Because numbers for life change produce life change numbers in themselves. And they start to see their neighbors, their friends, their coworkers, their classmates, whatever, they begin to see them not as a number, but as a as an opportunity for transformation. Yeah. And when you start to see that, and that starts to replicate, that's why Rooted, I think, is so key. Um, watching our Rooted celebration on Friday night, a couple hundred people went through Rooted. And you see, just we commissioned 200 new pastors for Pantano on Friday night. That's so cool. And people are like, well, what do you mean? You, you, you're paying 200? No, 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 no. These people now are people in our church that understand what it means to live out these seven rhythms of discipleship. And they are going to be pastors. So they did this really cool thing in our celebration where um, it's called Don't Call the Church. It's like, so like, I'll give you an, like, this is a very short example, but um, we would, we, everybody's standing there being commissioned and we say, hey, so um, when somebody calls you at three in the afternoon and says their loved one's in the hospital and they need someone, you're not going to call the church. You're going to you, go be the church. Yeah. You're going to be their pastor. You're going to love on them. Um, and it's not that people don't call the church, but... Um, yes, p- please please call us from time to yeah, time. Yeah, call us. We, we like people. I mean, Dylan and I are just sitting in this room right now by ourselves, <laughs> and he was asleep for part of it. So, I, I, you know, I was just hanging out in here by myself, just chilling, <laughs> waiting for my dead friend to wake up. Um, dude, you're like Lazarus of today. I had, to, I had to bring you out of the tomb of whatever that was you were in, man. It was... 
That was crazy. I You're still, really hung up on this. I, bro, I can't get over it. The fact that you were that out, I just can't. Um, that's one of my favorite moments of the year. Let's talk about favorite moments of the year. Um, that you know what, right another one? What's up? Night of Worship. Oh, I don't, how do, how do, I how do you gloss that? over that? I, I, well, I can't. I mean, a couple thousand people show up here for a night. I went back and watched it um, Saturday night. I just put it on the background. And, uh, of course, I talked with Isaiah and Darian a couple times a week, typically. And uh, I just talked to Diamond the other day. She's getting ready to um, to go back to New York and be a pastor. That, um, which that's is really, cool. really, really cool. Um, but I, I went back and watched that. And what an unbelievable experience. At 24 years of ministry for me, maybe my entire life of being in church, I'm not sure I've ever experienced anything like it. Yeah, I mean, I've got less years than you. I've got 14, and I can confidently say... Yeah, it, I've never seen a room more alive than something very special happened that yeah. night. Um, and and it's not just that night; it's what it produced outside of that night. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I forgot about. God, I didn't forget about. It. I just. What's your favorite trip you've been on this year? Good gosh, I feel like I've lived on an airplane this yeah, year. Um, I know that's why we're asking. Favorite trip this year? Um, well, honestly, it's probably the other than when I take vacation with my family, which. This year was a road trip. Like we were like the Griswolds traveling across the country. <laughs> um, well, I really enjoyed the 10 days in the car with my family. Uh, I didn't enjoy smuggling a rabbit into hotels and trying not to kill two fish and pulling a U-Haul and all those. Things. Like it, it was, we had some fun on our trip, but we absolutely did. But my, probably my favorite trip of 2022, uh, my dad and I do a, a fundraiser golf trip every year to the Dominican. Yeah. And um, so back in January, my dad were... My dad and I were in the Dominican um, playing golf, hanging out um, for a mission organization that we're a part of. And uh, so that's uh, any bonus time like that I get with my dad to just travel and play golf and hang out with him. I mean, my dad's almost 80 years old. And so uh, we're in bonus time now. Um, yeah. And so I just, they're coming here in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited about that. Uh, anytime I travel with my family, but I'll be honest, one of my favorite trips was the first time I got on an airplane to come out here as the lead pastor. Like yeah. it, it was just it was it a, wasn't it was an interview it wasn't no, it was just I'm coming to no stay. it was a really surreal moment I got on the plane I, I mean I can remember it as clear as day I got on the plane um, after the first of the year last this year and we just celebrated Christmas New Year's and uh, I get on the plane and I fly out here and I, it was just so surreal landing in Tucson and uh and I tell this story like when I was in Dallas. I I flew back and forth and spoke at stuff quite a bit for student ministry when I was early on down there. And I fly back and forth. And I, I remember it took me about, it was about three years before I landed in Dallas. And I remember thinking, oh, it's so good to be home. Uh, when I went to Ohio, I was flying and speaking at conferences and stuff. And I, I would land back in Dayton. And it was about a year, year and a half in that I landed. And I was like, oh, it feels good to be home. Um, when I landed here in January, the minute I hit the ground and saw the big Tucson sign at the airport on the side of yeah. the, the tower, um, I remember pulling in. It was night, and um, I landed, and I was like, oh, it feels so good to be home. That's such a cool feeling. <clears throat> yeah, like to feel at home before I w- it was even my, really my home. Yeah. Um, it was such a big deal for me. Um, and so that was probably one of my favorite trips of the year. Um, the rest of them, I mean, any my family and I, we went to New York City for my daughter's 18th birthday. Um it's a story of a trip. If you followed us on Instagram at all, it was a story of a trip. Like yeah. going was like, no problem. We got, it, it was like God ordained the going, right? Like <laughs> we get on this plane in Cincinnati. Um, they upgrade my whole family and we're like the only ones in first class. So we fly from Cincinnati to, um, to New York city. 
we get off plane, we hop the Uber. I mean, it's raining in New York City, but we don't care. We get to the hotel on Times Square. Um, and we, for my daughter's birthday, my girls are both theater girls. They love Broadway. So we take her, well, all of us, we all got to benefit, but we're going to Phantom of the Opera for okay. on, on Broadway. And uh, fun fact, by the way, the Phantom in that is from Tucson and knows some folks that we know here. Um, but it just uh, unbelievable. We walked all around Times Square in the rain. We had umbrellas. We went to Hard Rock. We went to all the touristy spots in Times Square. We walked all over in the rain that day. It was National Comic Book Day. We went to oh, that's cool. Um, one of the biggest comic book stores in the country, just off Times Square. We, so, so in all of this, in all of this amazingness, were you like a little suspect that uh, this is going to go bad on the way home? Uh, well, here's the deal. I travel quite a bit, so I, I just assume it's always going to go bad. Like I just, uh, I, I assume travel's always going to go bad, and then if it doesn't, I'm like, oh, that was nice, pleasantly surprised. Um, honestly, I wasn't thinking about it because, and here's the, here's the other thing you got to understand. I was traveling at that point. I was on a plane four or five times a month <clears throat> between here and there. I just gotten home from here, and the next day, it was like we're going to New York City. And I'm like, sure, we are. Um, so we get on the plane, we, you know, we get out there, we do our thing. Funny side story. We go to, we we went to Taco Bell for dinner before we went to Phantom because we were like, we'll, we'll spend money tomorrow. It was mother's day. We'll like, we'll spend money tomorrow at a nice brunch downtown. And we were going to go to a place after Phantom. That's kind of a, so save a little bit of money on. Yeah. So we go to Taco Bell on Times Square. You know what it costs the four of us to eat at Taco Bell on Times Square? 80 bucks. Uh, close 60 <laughs> and let me tell you what we had two chicken tacos a quesadilla um three waters a sprite and um and a bean burrito that's 60 bucks i was like oh, okay well we should have just gone somewhere nice um but then we went to the show it was fantastic we we get done with the show we we watch the changes so Times square at night i don't know if you've ever been there at midnight but at midnight the whole Times Square has a scene that they do on all of the video screens oh, yeah. at Times Square, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, we went to this place for dessert and stuff afterwards. We get back to the hotel. It's like one thirty in the morning. We sleep. We're going to take our time Sunday. We get up, do church online with Pantano, and then we uh, we walk around basically Manhattan for the rest of the day. Yeah. We go to all the hot spots. We go to 30 Rock. We go to... Um, you know, uh, Radio City Music Hall. We go to where they put the tree up. We go to FAO Schwartz. We go to American Girl Doll. We go all these places, Central Park, um, Fifth Avenue. We go to the Cathedral. We go to have brunch for Mother's Day. And then we're like, cool, we go back to the hotel. We've got late checkout. We get our bags, get our Uber, get to the airport. Um, I, I have TSA pre and clear. So, yep. um, but because my wife is an adult and my oldest daughter, at that point was deemed an adult. Um, they didn't get it. So, <clears throat> but Natalie, <clears throat> my, uh, 16 year old, 15 at the time, uh, she got it with me. So the line for security, bro, I, I've never seen anything like it. Natalie and I get through in 15 minutes, <clears throat> Laura and Ella get through in an hour and 45 oh. minutes. So we went to the Admiral's lounge. We're uh, chilling. Natalie had homework to do. Girls have school the next day. Um, we we get on our flight in New York, get to Washington, Washington D.C. That's where the trip derailed, <laughs> and they start canceling. They start delaying our flight, and they delay it like four hours. Then they delay it five hours. Then it's at what point did it occur to you that I'm going to spend the night in this airport? I'd already realized that. Um, 
But there was a glimmer of hope because we were waiting for the crew from another flight. They get in at 1245. And I'm like, okay, we'll still get home at three. Girls have school. Laura's got work. Um, and, oh, by the way, the that was also the day before we were supposed to have final showing on our house. Oh. So, so uh, a perfect storm. Yeah. So I, I'm, the crew gets there from this other flight. And one flight attendant decides she's too tired to fly. Oh. And so she uh, basically got our flight delayed till 7 o'clock the next morning. So we sleep on the airport floor. Uh, sleep is a very, very Generous overstated. Term. It was not what you were doing when I walked in here. I can promise you that. <laughs> um, but here's the best part. That lady shows up the next morning. She's 30 minutes late for the flight. The same flight attendant. She needed her sleep. And if I could tell you, if you've ever seen 150 people want to kill somebody, <laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment. I'm like, they're going to kill her. There's going to be mutiny. She's going to get absolutely annihilated. But we got on plane, got home. You know, Laura and the girls got to school and work probably 35, 40 minutes. Well, maybe an hour late. Um, I cut grass with no sleep. I got the house ready for the final showing. <laughs> um, it, but But it was the most memorable trip of 2022. That was a really long story, but it, it, I asked. It's you, my fault. You did ask, uh, but it, it's it. You know what I love about travel, though, is like even in the chaos, it gives you a story to tell later. Yeah, you know, we survived. We're here. You know, we're good. So got to get something out. Got to get something. Yeah. How about you? What What's your most memorable trip of this year? Um, there's it, one I forgot about too. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a two way tie for me, um, because one trip was. They were both memorable for different reasons. Um, I really loved when me and Melissa got to go to Rocky Point. Yeah. That was amazing. It was it was really cool just for us to go to Rocky Point anyway because, you know, that's an awesome trip to go on. Uh, but selfishly, that was the first time that we'd been out of the country together. Oh, that's So that's cool. memorable. And then that's also the trip that we found out that she passed the bar. A lot so of big There's milestones. a lot of good, like, good memories that go along with that trip. Um but the second most memorable is definitely our trip to Nashville. I, I was just going to say that's the one I forgot. Yep. Um, that was a blast of a trip, man. I enjoyed that so much. So I, it's it's a direct two way tie for that. So what made that trip memorable for you? Because I I can see you and Melissa. Um, what was the Nashville trip so memorable for? I think this is not a a knock on on anyone. It, it's it's a compliment. I just have to figure out how I want to say it. Our team does a lot of stuff really well, but this was the first time that I think we all rested really well together. Um, you know, church is busy, yeah. and church can be chaotic, um, especially when, when you're a church uh, that gets to be the size of Pantano, and you've got a lot of things going on and a lot of different events, and Sunday's always coming, uh, Sunday's always on the horizon, and so you can get uh, get pretty tired um, if you're not careful, I guess. Um yeah. So just taking that time, we, we went for a conference and the conference, we went to salt conference. That was amazing. Um, we, you know, we learned a lot. We got to meet a lot of people and actually catch up with some people that we knew. Um, so that was really cool. But I think the coolest part was just nothing that came from the conference. It was just our team getting to be the team that we are, but away from work, I guess, um, just to rest together. I've never laughed as hard <laughs> as I did the first night we were there. We go to dinner at Carabas, which the oh. jankiest Carabas I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> it looked like they took like a Burger King and an Applebee's and tried to turn it into a Carabas. There were scorch marks <clears throat> on the ceiling. There had been a fire yeah. in that building. Um, and they did not and, build it back better. 
no, no. Somebody took that insurance money. I was like, that's all right. Go for it. Um, but then, I mean, the poor waitress, I mean, we were very generous to her and nice to her, but she was just not having us at all. Um, we were a big, loud table. But we were the only. It's true. We were the only. There wasn't like there was 100 people in there. It was <laughs> us. Like, uh, And, I mean, we just foolishly laughed our heads off at just stupid stuff. And then we go back to the house that night. And I'm not going to say any more than this. That's all I'm going to say. We're By the way, we're in Nashville, which is the... Um, it is now known, this is, you can look this up. This is true. It's actually known as the bachelorette capital. It beat Vegas. It's a bachelorette party capital in America. Well, cause it's safer. Yeah. Oh, well, at least for the time being. Um, so we're at this Airbnb with our team and, um, you can tell they're very stocked for bachelorette parties because inside a drawer or a cabinet, there was a pink cowboy hat and a pink boa. Wasn't that your birthday? Was it your birthday? No, my birthday's next month. No, we were just celebrating you. That's what it was, and uh, that was the that was the like two days after my car got stolen. Oh, that's we were trying why, to cheer that's me up. Why we were trying to cheer you up. So the way we cheer our friends up is we make them wear pink cowboy hats <laughs> and pink boas. And uh, I will not post the photo unless you uh, wrong me in some way, but I do have photo evidence <laughs> of it as well. Um, and uh, uh, but that it's like blackmail that night, I I laughed so hard. My stomach hurt the next we day. We stayed up until like 3 a.m. Oh, it was laughing. crazy. I mean, just laughing our full heads off. And it was it, it was nothing crazy. It was just dumb stuff. But it was also that moment for our team, which I would agree with you, like where we just, we actually bonded well. Yeah. It was just fun. Like this wasn't work related. This wasn't um, any of those. It was just fun. Yep. We just laughed and had a good time. And uh, and the fact that you and, and Aaron were wearing pink cowboy hats and pink bows made it all the better. Um <laughs> just makes me so happy just leave it there yeah i'm not gonna tell you more um how about how about for you favorite sunday of the year oh hmm. i don't know i'm maybe this last sunday when you were hosting live on stage <laughs> with frank yeah i was gonna say um this is this is my first i've been the video host a lot um and so that's like me being on the podcast me being a video host that's one thing um but to stand on a stage in a room full of a bunch of people um and and hope that they think that you're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's been a new experience for me and something that I'm actually getting pretty comfortable with. So that's cool. Um, I, I'm really liking this series, but I think from a different perspective, some of the best stuff that I feel like I've designed in a long time, I really enjoyed uh, seismic shifts. Yeah. That was and fun. I really enjoyed playbook. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot Those about two playbook. were a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I forgot all about that. That was this year. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's crazy. That you, was like right, I think I think the 60th was like right in the middle of Playbook. It, it was. And I, I don't know if you do this. Like I forget, I have no context of time in church world. <laughs> so you'll see a series and I'm like, oh, that was like two years ago. And I'm like, no, they're like, that was six months ago. I'm like, really? Oh. And then there's some series I'm like, oh, that was like six months ago. And they're like, no, that was like three years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way that's true. See, when we did Rooted, our Rooted series at the beginning of the year, that's how Oh my I, gosh, that was yeah, this year too, wasn't it? Yeah. Holy smoke. That is my least favorite design I've ever done. And I've had so much, so many people say, I love that design. Like we, we did t-shirts with that design because rooted was the theme of the year. Yeah. And we sold more of those shirts than anything we've ever sold. You know what? I love the cactus though. It's got this kind of really cool, like distressed. Yeah. Distressed. Like, yeah, I guess I don't know how to describe it. It, it was, just, I actually thought it was a really cool design. I threw it together on the dry. So last Christmas Eve, after I feel like you should it. sing that song last Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, nah, never mind. Where's, where's that train horn button? 
Hey, it took me 31 minutes last, and 35 seconds. Last Christmas Eve on the way up to uh, my parent or my, my wife's parents' house in Camp Verde, um, I completely spaced. I'm like, oh, wow, all my time has been dedicated to getting Christmas done and Christmas ready. We start rooted like this new series in January as soon as we're back. Yeah, and I've in like two nothing. weeks. I've done nothing for it. Yeah, well. So I designed that entire package on the way from well, the good here news to there is in the car. It just looks like everything you saw from here to there. That's <laughs> yeah, how you design it. You're like, it. hey, look, cactus. And that's why they're all neon colors, because I was like in this twilight haze. I'm yeah. like, colors. Kind of like you were when I woke you over here. Actually, that wasn't twilight haze. That was shock and awe. You look, <laughs> ah. you, you look like somebody just bombed the room, man. When you came out of that, it was like, holy smokes, dude, don't fight. Like, I mean, because I'll fight back. Um, let's let's move this into coffee break because hey, clearly I need it. Yeah, well, we should have started with coffee time for you because, uh, bro, you need you need a gallon today. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you right now. Which you know what's sad to me? You're drank, done. I'm done. I drank this whole cup. Is this the podcast where I make more coffee live? I mean, I mean, you wouldn't hurt my feelings or anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, and I'm drinking out of my brand new big house beans coffee roasters mug. Yeah, what's um, what's that about? I saw it. Um, Big House Beans. Yeah, but, but did we not talk about this last no. week? Are you sure? I'm sure because we had Alexander on. We didn't talk about it with him. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You sure about that? I'm sure. Did you listen to the podcast? Half of it. <laughs> <laughs> the half where I was talking. That's where I listened. <laughs> Um, no, Big House Beans, actually, Sonia, um, while she was in California, she's been, t- and I may get some of these details wrong, so, because I want to feature this coffee. Um, but Big House Beans, a guy had been in prison. Obviously, coffee's not good in prison, got out, was like, want to do something with coffee. Um, started his own coffee house, roastery, whole deal, called it Big House Beans. And uh, they're all about second chances. And I, if I'm, I could be wrong about this. So don't, don't, uh, maybe I ought to just look them up. That would probably be smart, huh? Um, cause I bet their story is online. Um, but I think that they help guys transition out of, um, out of prison back into life by giving jobs. Oh, that's really cool. Um, which I think is fantastic. And, um, they're in Oakland. Um, let me, let's just pull them up. Bighousebeans.com. Nice. Um, nice. I mean, they're, dude, this is, I like their website. Yeah. Um, clean. Yeah, this is them. And so I'm going to pull up their story while I'm pulling that up. Uh, what are we drinking today? Uh, so today we, we were just talking about Salt Conference. Um, there was a coffee shop uh, at Salt Conference that kept us caffeinated while we were there when we were staying up until 3 o'clock in the morning laughing. Um, they're brand new. They're called Legacy Coffee. Yes. Um, and we really enjoyed hanging out with them. Um, there was actually, I missed one session because I stood out there and just talked to the the manager. They just opened their first space. Um, and it's in conjunction with long hollow church out there, yeah. uh, which is a really cool partnership that they've made, but aren't they, they opening a space on campus. Yeah. 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 That's actually right. what they're, they're working on right now. Um, but they, uh, they were, you know, just in the course of conversation, super generous and sent us a couple bags of coffee and, uh, really enjoying this coffee it is a uh it's their legacy blend so it's their house blend it's a medium roast which we've said before we usually do light roast but this is a pretty good medium roast this actually Um, has light roast tendencies once it cools down it has some tendencies um tasting notes are butterscotch mixed berries um and then it's described as smooth and rich i definitely got the butterscotch i do too um a, a little bit of the berry on the back end when it cooled down but not so much when it was actually hot yeah um, but yeah, it's a really good one. Um, we're actually going to, I know we did a giveaway a couple of weeks ago, but since they were so generous to us and sent us a couple of bags, uh, we're going to give one of those bags away. Uh, so I'll post it on our Instagram story. Sweet. So how are they going to get it? 
you, I'm going to do this one a little bit different. We're not going to ship this one. Okay. We're going to do a local giveaway. Okay, local giveaway. So um, on Sunday, me and Frank are going to host again. Okay. And I want you to come find me. The first person to come find me. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, I'll come find you. <laughs> the first person to come find me on campus on Sunday, um, that's this coming Sunday. What is that, the 16th? The 18th. 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 Yep. Yeah, so if you'll come find me on Sunday the 18th, um, I'll be there for the 9 and the 11. So first person, uh, I will give you this bag of coffee. Mm. And uh, and a Pantano coffee mug with it. So I guess your mom and dad are going to have to drive down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melissa can't win. Sorry, uh, Melissa. Uh, I keep trying to get you to win. Uh, I you're, you're, she doesn't want coffee stuff. We need. We have to give something else away. What does she like? Lots of stuff, just not coffee stuff. Well, what? What? Are, that's a real. We answer. could give. We could give away a national parks pass. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's that's actually a good idea. I mean, we do live by two of yeah. them. Yeah, Grand Canyon, right up, right up north. Well, I mean, yeah. That I mean, when I said we live by two of them, I didn't mean the Grand Canyon. <laughs> like we literally live by but, two of but them. But you would be shocked how many people live in Arizona and have never been to the Grand Canyon. That does baffle me a little bit. Like, it was one of the first things I did after I moved here. I was like, I have to see this. Yeah, we're talking about doing that this summer sometime when Ella's home. Yeah. Um, hey, so going back to the uh, the Big House Beans, um, pulled up their story. Um, you know, uh, this is really cool. John Krause is the is the co-founder, him and his wife. And uh, he's a former San Quentin prison inmate, um, which is not exactly the, uh, like, nicest of it's prisons. It's not the four seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, he was in there after coming out. Um, he wanted to build a sustainable business model to empower others who were like him. Um, uh, and so after starting big house beans in 2014, he's, he's helps employ those with barriers, um, which I think is really cool. Them they're, they're a second chance business is what they call themselves. I love that. Um, every person is different, he says, but we all have a purpose. And he says, we believe in birthing potential through highlighting diversity. We source unique coffees to keep the spectrum wide allowing each one to flourish in its own way. We believe that of, of people as well, which I love. That's, that's they, a beautiful statement. Um, that, that is why the main goal of Big House Beans is to empower individuals through unconditional love and opportunities to caffeinate and embrace our community through every bag of coffee from the bloom to the last sip. That's awesome. That's a, whoever wrote that paragraph, by the way, like, I don't know if they'll ever hear this podcast, but whoever you got writing that stuff, if that's it's you, good. fantastically written. Um, I love that, that, that line, we source unique coffees to keep the spectrum wide, allowing each one to flourish in its own way. We believe that of people as well. That is such a great line. That's, yeah. And and they mean it. It's not like they're they're not just putting that on a website to be cute. Like that's a, that's really, really cool. Uh, I'm pulling up locations of them too. They've got one in Brentwood, California. Um, and uh, is that their only location right now? I think they're opening another location as well. Um but Brentwood is where they're at right now, which uh, Brentwood, I believe, is somewhere in the Oakland area, isn't it? I believe so. Um, San Francisco. Oakland, San Francisco. They're all there together. Um, let me see. Somewhere which, in California. If you live in the area, you'll know right where it's <laughs> at. Um, actually, it's uh, it's out quite a ways outside of, of Oakland, actually. It's uh, between Oakland and Stockton is where Brentwood is. Um, so between the I-5 and uh, 680 out there. Um, and I'm sure you can look them up. If you live out there, go there. If you're visiting that area, I highly recommend, um, I've had a bag of their coffee. I've got in my office. We've got one right here and, uh, it's really good stuff. Um, and I like the story behind it. I, I like when coffee houses are not just coffee houses, but they're coffee houses with a story. Yeah. 
Um, so what we'll do, since we're kind of talking about both of these coffees, um, we'll feature both of them in the show notes this week, since yep. this is the last episode of the year. Um, yep. I want to go ahead and get this out there because this is a really cool company. Yeah. Uh, so we'll tag them in the show notes and, uh, that way you can, you can find this coffee and learn. Yeah. And look at our Instagram. Too. I'll probably throw a little photo of their, yeah. their mug up there and their coffee so you can get a feel for what they look like. Um, but man, that. It's cool branding too. It is very cool. It looks like it's got the uh, the prison tower, yeah, with the coffee on top. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Um, so whoever did their design work did a really good job, and you can go buy gear from them, uh, coffee mugs, and uh, looks like they've got water bottles, water bottles, and gift cards, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but going back to uh, to the coffee we're drinking today, yeah, which is, is legacy is that what it is? Yep. Um, you met the owners while we were in Nashville. Yeah. And um, now we did a coffee crawl in Nashville. <laughs> it wasn't a crawl. It was a coffee sprint. Um, we did barista parlor. We did crema. Obviously, legacy. We did like three different um, barista parlors. <laughs> that's a true statement. We, we did do three different barista parlors. Well, we, we, we really talked up the breakfast sandwich and had to yeah, we had take to, the opportunity. We had to deliver on that. There's so. another one that I went to that uh, when Kevin, my friend, picked me up from the airport yeah. that morning before I met up with you guys. Uh, we went to Brass Horn. Oh yeah, how was that? It was amazing. I I hesitate to say this, but their breakfast sandwich may beat barista parlors. Ooh, uh, I it's, it's very different. I, I mean, I wouldn't hesitate. To like say it, that. it's not a biscuit like barista parlors, right. but it's more of a sandwich. Um, well, their biscuits are homemade, so is our sausage. Right. That's so that's what, what it's got going for it. Yeah. Well, that's barista parlor. Um, uh, you know what I noticed too, Amy, who's on our staff. Um, you know where she went this last week? Mythical. She went to Mythical. I saw it. I was like. All right, way to go. We got hey, we got one staff member that has learned the ways. The ways of the coffee. This is the way. Yes. It's not Kung Fu Panda. This is the way of the coffee, not the way of the panda. Um and she as <laughs> uh she went to Mythical. Yeah. And I was really proud of her. Did she ask about that? No, that just means she's listening to the podcast. Or that means she just she's really smart. It could be that. It could be that. I'm not let's gonna, let's not give ourselves too much hey, Amy, here. If you listen to the podcast, tell us that you heard this. Ooh. And if you don't, you can't tell us. And if you're not Amy and you think you're going to go tell Amy yeah. that she should have heard this and then she needs to come and tell us, that doesn't work either. Yep, because Amy has to hear this. Dylan and I have have our ways of knowing. I don't know how yet, but we do. <laughs> it's called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, that's coffee time. Because um, I don't know what that ending was, but it was very mythical. Oh, uh, see what it did. There. I like that. Yeah, it was almost so, unicorn. I'm getting a mythical tattoo when I go home this for Christmas. <laughs> that sounds so funny. It's not real. I'm getting a mythical tattoo. <laughs> you won't see link. it when you come back. I got a mythical tattoo. <laughs> I would love if somebody just came up on Sunday. That's what you got to say to get the coffee from Dylan on Sunday. You gotta, I have a mythical tattoo. I have a mythical tattoo. It's a code word, and it's like, wait, what? It, no, I don't have any. No, you just can't see them. They're mythical. <laughs> like. <laughs> What is Mythical's logo? I don't know that I've ever um, seen it. It's, it's the Loch Ness Monster. It's Nessie. Oh. So they have a really cool uh, a, a line art drawing of Nessie. Um, hey, you know what? I'm going to be in Phoenix on Sunday night and Monday this next week. I need to go to Mythical. You do. You've got two two choices. See, We're going to be in Scottsdale. What's the closest one to me? There's one in North Scottsdale. Oh, well. That so would, just go there. That would, that, would, that would make the most sense, not wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I do like that. Wait, you're getting that little fairy? No, no, no. Not that. Uh, I'm <laughs> right there. Look, Nessie to the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please tell me you're going to get it... A, a, I'm just going to do black line art. I was going to say, if you're getting that all uh, that color, I, no. we need to talk. I don't do color. I know that we're done with coffee time, but I really like their website. I've never been on their website. I've been to their shop. I've not been to the one in Scottsdale, though. 
Yeah, the Scottsdale one is the one that Amy went to. I've been to it's the. Where's one. the other one at? Downtown uh, Phoenix. Gilbert. It's in Gilbert. That's right. That's where I've been to it. Gilbert was the one um, where me and Melissa had our first date. We talked about that with Cal when he was here because yeah. they got a Gilbert campus. And when I was at their Gilbert campus speaking for worship night, I had medical coffee. That's the first time I had it. Um, okay. Well, man, what do we got coming up? Because this is the last episode of the year. Last episode. We've of actually the year. done a recap of the year, kinda. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what we really talked you know, about. No, we but. ended coffee time. But I will ask this: What was your favorite coffee this year? Because we all have a favorite coffee Sweet of the year. Baby Jesus, I don't know. You know what the uh, the tres dragones dragones? What the heck was the name of that? Tres dragones. Three dragons. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. It, it rose to the top quickly. Yeah. Um, was really good. Um, I mean Presta. You know the we we got on the Presta train with the. Uh, what was the the one that we had that we really enjoyed? Was it the Honduran? Uh, that sounds right. Peaberry, something like that. That was yellow brick. Peaberry oh. was yellow brick. Oh, I like the yellow brick. Dang it, I don't know, man. This like asked me to choose which <laughs> one of my kids is my favorite. Um, I, I would say though the the one we had last week rose really quickly to the top. Yeah, it was really really good. Um, and I really, by the way, I really enjoyed Andrew. Oh yeah, he was so great. Andrew? Alexander. There you go. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Alexander the Great. I'm sorry. I called you Andrew. It's Monday. Apparently, I fell asleep. Um, I might be asleep right now. I don't know. Dylan put me to sleep. Um, so, <laughs> which one do I have to push now? Push the train horn. I did, that wasn't a derail. I mean, you called someone by the wrong name. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Um, I was on purpose. <laughs> Every time I say on purpose, I hear on porpoise, porpoise. and I'm like, am I riding a, a, a porpoise? <laughs> that would be a tattoo right there. <laughs> I got this tattoo on porpoise. I got <laughs> <laughs> Underneath it should just say on porpoise. <laughs> hey, somebody get that tattoo, please. I, I need somebody to get that. And uh, if you show uh, it to me, uh, I don't know. I'll find something to give you. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I'll, I'll take something out of my house. I, I don't know. I'll give you something. Um no, I, I just, it's crazy that we've kind of unpacked the whole year yeah. and you just think about, you don't realize how much happens in a year till you sit and start thinking through things. Like there's things that you said today. I'm like, there was no way that was this year, but it, but it was, um, my daughter started college this year. Um, we moved across country this year. Um, like you and you and I just barely knew each other. Yeah. Our friendship has blossomed. It, it has, it's bloomed if you will, oh. like coffee. Um, That's cute. I like that. See what I did there? It was very mythical of me. Um, <clears throat> if I keep it up, I'm going to be in the big house uh, <laughs> behind some yellow bricks. <laughs> but when I get out, it's going to be like a Presta. Ta-da. <laughs> I don't understand how your brain works. <laughs> well, if you figure it out, let me know because I have no idea. I've been asking that question for a long time. So what's coming up at Pantano that we need to let our people know? Because we've we've got we've got – it's going to be a crazy two weeks. We've got two weeks left in the year, two and a half. Yeah. Um, and that's actually, so that's why we're going to call this the end of the season, because next week is going to going to kind of be a crazy week for us. It's insane next week. Um, so just to kind of give us a little bit of bandwidth. Yeah. Um, I'm picking my daughter up Sunday night in Phoenix. We're hanging out up there Sunday yeah. night and then Monday and then come back and we hit the Christmas Eve crazy um, yep. for the week. And then uh, we've got a week off um, as a staff from basically from Christmas to New Year's. Yep. And uh, we got a great online Christmas Day experience for your family. That's going to be really cool. That I can't wait for you to experience. With so your do family. this. Do this while you're on campus on Sunday. If you're with us here locally in Tucson, grab a few extra uh, communion portions. Oh to yeah. Take home with take you. Take home. Yeah. Uh, because there's going to be a communion moment that you can be a part of on Christmas. Day yeah. Online. And it's going to be really cool. Like it's just going to be a really simple family experience. Um, and then we'll be back on campus 
um, New Year's prayer experience, New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, so don't party too hard on New Year's Eve because you want to come and be a part of the prayer experience. Yeah. Um, and we did this last year. Like it's, I, really it's cool. something really, it was first annual last year, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, and our people really enjoyed it. And so I would highly encourage you come on campus, which will lead us into a brand new series the next week, yep. um, just simply called Dangerous Prayers. And we're going to do some really cool stuff in that. And if you've ever wanted to figure out what does it look like to pray and God would actually move the mountains of your life. You don't want to miss this series. It's, it's going to be really. It's cool. going to be really, really cool. Um, and then we go into a series after that called Difference Makers, which is a DNA series for our church. Yep. Um, you don't want to miss that series. I think every year we the churches do one or two DNA series, yeah. and this is going to be a big one. Yeah. For us. This this will be this is setting the course for a long time and uh, really cool. We got a couple guest speakers in that series. Uh, one of which is uh, rumor is Glenn Elliott. The Glenn, the Glenn Elliott. The Glenn Elliott will be back to speak for that series, which I'm really excited about to have Glenn back. We just so you know, the reason Glenn's not been back to do any of that stuff right now is because he's on sabbatical through the end of the year. We told him to rest. Take a rest. Now I'm not sure if he's actually listened to that or not. I think he has. Actually, he looks really rested, really happy. Um him and uh Jolene are uh I think they're up in did he tell me Sedona or Flagstaff yesterday? I think Flagstaff. Nice. One of those. They're yeah. up there. Um and uh, I'm really glad that they're going to travel together, That's do life really together, rest, relax. Um, but we're, I'm really excited to have him back to uh, to speak in 2023. That's awesome. And my 2023, buddy, 2023, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, I haven't even gotten used to 2022 <laughs> yet. And uh, and uh, my buddy Jeremy Jernigan is going to be here with us oh, uh, sweet. as well. If you remember Cal, Cal was here. Jeremy is Cal's son. Um, or Jeremy, maybe, Jeremy has the podcast too, right? He does. Yep. And and Jeremy just has a, a thought process that is provoking on how to see scripture. And I'm really excited for him to be here. And uh, so you're going to get all that. Um, plus, our teaching team is, I love our teaching team. And before we get to 2023, we do have our Christmas Eve experiences here. We do. We have five of them um, that Frank can't remember that, but uh, <laughs> I do. We have five of those uh, starting December the 23rd. At five and seven. Five and seven. And then Christmas Eve the 24th at three, five, and seven. So if you can remember odd numbers. You're great. You're great. I mean, now if you show up at like, Nine, eleven, one. We will not. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll probably be, be here. We'll probably be here, but we will won't not be, be anything having, for you to do. I mean, well, we'll put we'll, you. To we'll work. give you something well, to do. Yeah. But. you're like, I don't know why I'm here. You're running a camera. That's what you're doing. Um, you're now, a greeter now. Here's what I would tell you. I'm so excited for these experiences. Um, one, we're having baptisms at all those services. Say, baptisms are going to be awesome. And so, I, some of you listening to this, you need to sign up for baptisms. Um, in fact. You can go to our Next Steps page. Um, you could probably, when you're hearing this, you could still text the word NEXT to mm-hmm. 46356. Absolutely. Um, some of you need to sign up for Rooted that starts after the first of the year. And uh, man, there's a buzz around Rooted right now after Friday night. Uh, but our Christmas Eve experiences are going to be so good. I, I cannot wait for that night. It's going to be really cool. Those nights, not that night. Those nights. It's, um, it, it's going to be actually really, really fun. And it's. We, we talk about, you know, we were talking a while ago about your one. We talk about that a lot. This is an amazing opportunity to, to bring your one. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say uh, there's there's a Barna Research Group put something out a few years ago. This is a little dated now, so it may even be more so. Um, but they asked the question of, um, like, percentage of people that would say yes to going to church at Christmas and Easter. Mm. And at Christmas, the Christmas one, it was like 88% of people said that if they were just invited, they would go. Wow. 88%. I mean, you think about that. You got all these people who are like, ah, I don't want to be that weird person that asked them to go or do this. And they're kind of like, if you just ask me, I'd come. Just ask. 
And you're like, well, if you want to come, why don't you just go? Because they're waiting for somebody to invite them in that they know. Mm. Um, and so I I would just say this is a great opportunity to invite people in. And this time of year, while it's a lot of fun and hopeful, there's a lot of people that need hope this time of year. We talked about that this Sunday with Best yeah. News Ever. Um, some people that you know, maybe yourself included, are, are not living in the Best News Ever right now. And that's okay. Let us walk with you in that and help you see the Best News Ever this Christmas. Um, so what else is going on, Dylan? That's not enough for you. Well, I mean, do you want more? I mean, I can give you more. We can just keep rolling. I can roll all the way through 2023. We've got 2023 plans. I know. Um, through Christmas. Well, Christmas is going to be Christmas. Yeah, but I mean, there's a series that goes with that. Um, and it's actually, it's going to be one of my favorite The best series. Christmas ever, part two. No. <laughs> the, no better, actually, the better Christmas. Actually, I'll give you the teaser. It's called This Is War. That's good. I, yeah, that's going to be really cool. And uh, I, that's all I'm going to say about it. It is, I can't wait. It, it is going to be an unbelievable series. It's going to be fun. Um, I think that's it, man. Hey, what a good year. That It's been a good year. Yeah. Uh, like, it's been a crazy year. It's been a good year. Your your wife is now a lawyer. She's a real lawyer. Um, I'm a real boy, right? That, that's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's you. Um, we're, we're moving to San Diego. You're moving to San Diego. That'll be 2023. Yep. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Let's stay in 2022 right now. I'm, I'm in denial that you're moving to California. Um, well, I like where you're moving. I don't like where you're moving um, because you're moving there. Um, by the way, I sat in your living room last week, you and your wife, she uh, gave me fantastic banana bread from Trader Joe's, which I don't know how she knew banana bread is my favorite bread, but it was my favorite bread. Unless I appreciate you figuring that out in my life. Um, we drank good coffee. We worked on getting your podcast stuff set up so we can keep doing this once you move. Um, but the conversation, like I legitimately said this to you yesterday and like, I feel like Melissa is like the little sister I never had. Um, <laughs> even though she acts like she's more mature than me and older than me, um, which is probably true on at least one of those fronts. I know she's well, not older than both, me, but both of us, <laughs> yeah, but she's definitely more mature. Um, but I just, I, I love your wife, man. She's just an unbelievable person. And we're uh, going to have her on the podcast someday. Well, yes. She needs to be on the podcast for the sheer fact of she needs to be able to give us that look of like, don't say that. Don't, don't do that. Like, don't say that. She's our general counsel. <laughs> yeah, Lord knows I need that on a regular basis. Um, well, man, thank you guys for listening. Like, Absolutely. those of you that take time every week and listen, that subscribe to this, and do me a favor, if you've not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Uh, follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. and leave, if, us, leave us a voicemail, too, and tell us what you're looking forward to next year. Yeah, go to anchor.fm slash the make. The make. And uh, there's a little button there that you can leave us voice messages. We want to interact more in 2023 with our listeners. That, which means you need to interact with us. So there's I, Also, every week in the show notes, there's a button you can click on that's just yeah. leave us a voicemail. Oh, that's right. You could just click on the show notes. You don't even have to remember anything. Dylan has made it so easy for you. Like, I'm over here giving you all these instructions, like 19 ways to get there. Um, and do us a favor, share this with people. Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't mind, throw it on social media, share it. We'll reshare your posts as well. We would love to, like, feature you as well. Um, and if you know somebody be good to be on our podcast, or you, you would be good to be on if our podcast. If you're an everyday maker. Yeah. Yeah. If you're sitting and taking... Don't ask us to come on here. Um, but if you're everyday making, um, we would love to talk to you. And we've done that this year. And yep. I've had a couple of our guests have come to us and been like, hey, I'd really like to be on the podcast. Great. We'd love to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and Or if you know somebody outside of our area that would like to be on. We've had guests on from all over the country. Uh, actually, now all over the country. Now outside of the country, all over the globe. Uh, we would love to talk to you about that as well. But, man, I'm just so thankful you guys would take time to listen to us each and every week. 
um, all the randomness and crazy that we do. Um, we had to put together a highlight sound reel that we can just put on of all the dumb that's happened on here. Um, and it, It'd be it, its own episode. I mean, it wouldn't be a great podcast unless you knew that this was on it. I had to give you one more this year. Um, but hey, thank you seriously from the bottom of our hearts for listening and being a part of the Make community. Uh, do me a favor. Go be an everyday maker um, in the community around you this week. Don't just sit and take. Go and everyday make. We'll see you in 23. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of The Make Podcast, where we're moving from Sunday takers to everyday makers. To learn more, head over to pantano.church slash the make. We can't wait to see you again next week.